Welcome to Filled to Flourish with Luke and Lauren. Where emotional health takes a stage and your story matters. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast talking about the Enneagram. It will be our third episode in this series. And we hope you've gotten a chance to listen to the first two, which is, uh, which are two episodes overviewing every single number on the Enneagram. And our guest, Katie Miller, did a phenomenal job. It's literally my favorite overview of the Enneagram, of all the ones we've listened it's to. It's been so good. So good. I learned a lot. It yeah. Was just hear, great hearing her perspective, her insights. Uh, which is really enjoyed just talking with her as well. Yeah, and people gave us such good feedback, have given us such good feedback so far about their listening to their number and just the ways that resonated deeply with them. Yeah. So I'm so thankful we have that. Uh, I know a lot of you are already Enneagram gurus, but goodness, it's so, so good to, there's so many elements to the Enneagram. You can't just know it all. There's no way. Like Luke's been studying this and, and using it in practice for a couple of years now. And it were so many insights even to you. Yeah, and I'm still scratching the surface compared to some of the right. true gurus right. of decades of studying. It's and, true. But yes, learned so much. And today, so today, guys, we are going to uh, <laughs> expand our conversation to uncharted territories. It is so uncharted. <laughs> and this episode is going to be just a conversation kind of experimental and experimental nature. and can't think of the word but it's a conversation it's brainstorming yes it is not a conclusion we're not drawing any conclusions by any means this is more just starting conversation and making some observations and getting encouraging you to think about sex in the enneagram yep we we really a goal with doing this type of content is to help you, as you have gained so much self-awareness about you and the number type that you identify with, trying to connect how your specific temperament approaches, engages with, thinks about, and um, feels about sexual relations with your your person. Yeah. And we just hope that this is insightful. This is not, we're not drawing conclusions no. and we're not, this is like Luke said, totally like we've never heard or read anything about the Enneagram <laughs> with sex with sex ever. So we're just kind of being fun here and hoping that this conversation can take some shape and be of use to you. Yeah. And we did send out a questionnaire mm -hmm. and just encourage people to fill it out. And we got several dozen people uh, that took the, the assessment, but we also will attach that to this episode. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't filled it out, we encourage you to, because we would like to continue getting data and maybe in a year or two following up and seeing if uh, we can draw more yeah. concrete conclusions. Yeah. But today it is not concrete conclusions. <laughs> we don't have enough data or... Um... I do want to say yes. nines represented. Nines came through. For there's some healthy nines that wanted their voice to be heard when nines, it comes to sex in the Enneagram. There were so many nines I was that proud of you filled guys. us out. We're really thankful <laughs> for the nines showing up. Um, and, and yeah, actually, we can start with that number. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll jump in. And this is intended to be like a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and speculation. Yep. And if it so, doesn't fit you, no worries at all. It doesn't mean that's not your number. We we're just pulling out some of the things that had a higher majority that went along with that number right. of the different categories that we we brought up. So actually, we'll share the categories that we put on the on the questionnaire. We will kind of read those out to you so that you know what we're talking about, because I know a lot of you listening didn't see the questionnaire and will want to know what we're talking about. So these are the different, you could have picked like more towards one end or the other, a continuum. So the first one was sexually adventurous versus comfortable, slow and steady versus passionate, anytime, anywhere versus prefer privacy, built up versus jump in whenever, converse during versus who needs words, 
strong position preferences versus try all the positions, lead versus follow, spontaneity versus predictability, fun and goofy versus serious, strong location preferences, and anywhere private works. So this was a big part of the assessment. And we just want to make it super clear, no one side of any of those topics is right or wrong. This is completely neutral. Um, there's no like, oh, you should be spontaneous or, oh, you should be like this. Right. This is not, um, those questions are neutral. Yeah. It was yeah. just seeing if your personality, which one was your personality resonates. Towards. Yeah, exactly. So those are the ones that we're going to be talking about as we go through the numbers. And let's jump into number nine. Yeah. One last. Oh, sorry. Uh, housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. As we were talking, we were just also discussing that as you look at your number, your number may lean towards like the unhealthy side of your number, like a, like your stress side. When we talk about sex, but that doesn't mean you're an unhealthy person. Mm. Our stories interact with our numbers and personalities so intimately mm. that in sex is so intimate mm -hmm. that just because that some of your stress number comes out doesn't mean mm. you're unhealthy. It just means maybe it's a hard place for you and mm -hmm. your story has, mm. um, has information of why that is. Yeah. So that's just, inf that's more information of just being curious and being gracious and compassionate of why does this stress me? Yeah. Um, like why does this put me towards a, uh, my stress number? Right. Yeah. I think in addition to that, or just adding to that, is sex is supposed to be, we believe deeply, sex is supposed to be one of the most beautiful acts and relationships humans can experience on the planet. Yeah. Just supposed to be absolutely life-giving, life-shaping, life-changing, and deeply enriching. Mm -hmm. But just like everything else good in the world, it gets tainted by, by humans. And so... Very few of us come into this conversation not having our sexuality tainted. Yeah. Maybe none. <laughs> Could I say? Probably none. <laughs> There's just so much that goes into um, how our sexuality was supposed to be preserved and loved and cared for and treated with honor. And there's been just things that have happened through the years, um, whether it's been abuses or harassment or addictions or painful. Or just messages of... Shame, Shame yeah. over our sexuality, messages of um, just breaking down what was supposed to be something beautiful, and even the natural desires and curiosities humans have of them being um, shamed as evil and wrong and right. everything. So we just want to kind of paint lots of grace and love into this conversation and realize that none of us are coming to this this conversation untainted by harm in right. this area, harm right. that we've done, harm that we've experienced. And yeah, just just keep that in mind as mm -hmm. we look at ourselves in this deep, deep way. Right. So let's go to nine as we start there. So nines, if you've listened to the introduction, the people who interacted with this uh, questionnaire, there were some consistencies mm -hmm. with the nine. Yeah. Like they like to follow, mm -hmm. they want predictability. A lot of them also said that their intuition drove mm. their experience in sex. Mm -hmm. They also want it slow and steady. They wrestle with wanting their needs to be want to be seen mm -hmm. and wanting their needs to be known, but not having a voice. So some of them, even some of the responses were they want to be seen, connected. They want to be judged. They want to be close. They also are concerned with their partner's experience mm -hmm. and then wanting to orgasm together and to be to trust. So that if you're a nine listening, that, that does um, describe their experience. So that's some of the information from the questionnaire. So let's just take a few seconds of like, what does, with this information, mm -hmm. what would it look like for a nine pursuing a healthy Mm. interaction and sex mm -hmm. that's so good yeah nines are are known to see the needs of everyone else in the room and um, not their own 
that's kind of a core part of being a nine and in that childhood wound of being told your existence doesn't matter, right? right. Not directly most of the time, right. um, but then picking up that message along the way. And so I think it's really powerful, these nine answers, people saying, I want to feel seen and connected and loved for who I am. I want to be close beforehand and during. I want that emotional closeness. I don't want my par- partner to judge me. I want a non-judgmental environment. That just feels very empowering yeah. and positive for a nine to go into that space with their needs mattering and their... It's going to be important for them to express their needs, mm. but it may be counterintuitive. It may very well be. Yeah. And so like a nine going into stress, it, looked, it might look like anxious, driven perspective of this is not going to work well, mm-hmm. so I shouldn't share my needs. Mm-hmm. I might share my needs and I get rejected. I might share my needs and not be seen or not be valued. So I just won't share them. Mm-hmm. But in health, it's I do share them. And I let people know, I let my partner know what my needs are, what my fears are. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. Do you have any personal insight you'd want to add to that? As now everyone knows you're nine yeah. and you are just the best nine <laughs> that there ever was. How have you, as you've grown into a more healthier version of a nine mm-hmm. for you, are there any things in any areas that you've seen growth in i think what i just mentioned would be one mm, <laughs> like I totally it was agree. six my unhealthy six it was very stress oriented mm-hmm. so i don't want to share my needs i don't want to share my desires i don't want to share my thoughts yeah because um, sixes go to worst case scenario sixes ruminate on all the things that could go wrong which will paralyze them right. to inaction but very willing to serve you to be attuned to your needs and what you would like but not valuing mm. my experience in it yeah and so i think that was one area that has grown and like i was mentioning earlier just because some of those things come out doesn't mean you're not healthy right well in the past i was not healthy that <laughs> <laughs> was very clear but like even now there's times where like ooh, i don't want to have this conversation or mm. i'm hesitant and it's just vulnerable mm-hmm. and i just have to be aware of that be, acknowledge that and recognize that as that's that's catastrophizing. Mm-hmm. That's not pursuing intimacy and connection. Mm-hmm. That's not valuing your your presence and your voice. And so move towards your yeah. wife and talk. That's so good. It's so good. Uh, Enneagram nines are part of the withdrawn um, stance. And so they, like Luke's saying, even if you don't have an avoidant um, attachment like he does, an anxious avoidant attachment, you could still, you still have that stance of being withdrawn and just defaulting on the side of, well, I'm going to pull back instead of lean in towards intimacy. Right. And so we just encourage you nines out there. Intimacy is worth it. You are worth having intimacy deep, meaningful intimacy to you, not just to your spouse. Yep. And that they also are that intuition triad. So sometimes you feel like you need a voice, but you don't have the words mm. and follow that intuition Yeah, because that's a gift that you have and continue to build it up so that you can have that words for, mm. for that intuitive feeling that you have that I do matter, but I don't know how to play this out. Yeah. That's really Strengthen good. Strengthen that. Yep. So let's move to eight. We're going to try to keep moving fairly quickly because we don't want this to be a six-hour episode. <laughs> so eight. Um, I can go ahead and read uh, our notes on the eights from the assessment. Okay. Eights uh, were serious on the serious end. They prefer comfort to adventure. They 100% of the eights say they like their sexual engagement to be built up versus just jump in whenever. Passionate was another big one. Intuition, driven by their intuition. Lead, prefer to lead and prefer predictability. So those seem pretty eight-ish to me. They did really (laughs) feel pretty eight-ish. Yeah. Because an eight wants... A lot of times their message is there was harm done to them. I can't trust people. I'm not safe. Mm -hmm. And so for them to be comfortable, have that built up and predictability of I can move through this, like measuring my engagement. Mm, I'm not being forced into something I'm not ready for. Yes. Control is a big thing for an A2 is 
they want like the built up, they want their pace. They mm -hmm. don't want to be pushed through something. Yeah, that's so good. And then the comments section, that was another theme of just wanting, wanting that control, wanting to be able to lead and have that empowered role in sex. Another thing that came through was wanting safety. That was really important for eights, wanting connection, wanting to be able to climax and just knowing what they want. Eights generally are it was like the theme of lots of the comments. It was just like yeah. they knew what they wanted. Yep. Eights are generally direct mm -hmm. and they're going to, especially while well, even not in health, I'll tell you what they want. <laughs> it may just not be in a very diplomatic, caring way, but eights for so long felt like this is the common theme with eights in childhood, that there wasn't safety and they had to protect themselves. So they kind of create this shell around themselves of protection and of autonomy. Mm -hmm. But as you go into a sexual relationship with someone, you, you can't be an autonomous shell if you want intimacy. So you have to take those walls down as an eight and you have to be willing to yield. And so in that yielding for an eight, I think there's a really big give and take yield to someone safe. Mm -hmm. And as you yield, you share the power, you yeah. share the control with a person that is worthy to be trusted. Right. As you were talking, as we we're reading through this, the control has such a negative connotation. It does. Like, oh, a eight wants to be controlling. Mm -hmm. Oh, an eight wants to be abusive. No, that's not what an eight is like. It's not that I want to control the person and the experience. It's I want to be empowered. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be controlled. Exactly. So they may want to lead the experience more, not because they're a power hungry control freak, but that gives them empowerment mm -hmm. and makes them feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. And of course it could be an unhealthy eight could definitely take that. Absolutely. Um, but in general, eights don't just want to control everybody. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to be controlled. And if they have are able to lead and be empowered, mm -hmm. they can feel safe. Yep, absolutely. And the beauty of, of an eight in health is they go to two. They lean into two, which is the genuine desire to, to love and care deeply about other people's needs. Mm -hmm. And so when an eight feels safe and empowered by their partner, that reciprocating effect is going to be, I want to serve you, actually. Exactly. You're, you're sharing your power with me, and I want to serve you deeply and see your heart and your emotions and care about you. So it's so neat to see how these numbers, where they where they integrate yeah. to, comes out can come out so much in their sex life. And when they feel safe, it becomes a very joining mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when their partner gives a little, little power, they don't take that power and just hold it, they take that power, feel safe, and then give it back. Exactly. It's amazing to see, uh, to imagine a healthy eight being being loved in that way, being mm -hmm. seen in that way. And I can imagine on the negative, hard side of things, really, an eight just not engaging if there's not safety. Like safety to everyone is different. Yeah. And to know the Enneagram is to know, oh my goodness, I get to know what love and safety feels like for this person. Yeah. And we all come to these things by, honestly, through our story. And like Luke said, the control factor is an eight needing to feel loved. And when you can let them in to that place and show them, you don't have to be afraid. I have no desire to to control you or to take over you and to, to make you feel powerless and helpless again. Yep. I'm here to, to lift you up and to love you deeply. That is so freeing for an eight. Sure. And yep. I'm, I'm so thankful to have that in my husband. Props to this, the best nine over here, like <laughs> I said. <laughs> All right. So seven, seven in the questionnaire, they were coming out pretty strongly with a seven. Oh my gosh. It was the most obvious one. <laughs> so those seven really expressed themselves as the stereotypical seven when it comes to, comes to sex. So well, what we would assume right, again, no one's talked about this. Stereotypically. Yeah, yeah. So they it was very strong at wanting adventure. A hundred percent. Anytime, anywhere, a hundred percent. Jump in it whenever. Try all positions. Being spontaneous. Being passionate. Being fun and goofy. Those are all. <laughs> the majority. The for majorities. Sevens. Yep. And. It, for those sevens out there and for those of you that know sevens, those are sevens. Yeah. Like 
they have like Katie was talking about, they have the biggest FOMO, like fear of missing out. <laughs> like I want to try it all. I want to try all the places. I want to have fun. I'm going to do it with all that I have. All the passion. And spontaneous. Absolutely. What now she was talking about, like they're the people that they have an idea of going across country, but they buy a ticket and they're gone the next day. Like um, that's spon They want that spontaneity and adventure. And so this, it was very interesting to mm -hmm. see how it was coming out in the responses of the sevens and mm -hmm. and like the overall message of the responses was I want to enjoy this. Yep. I want it to be enjoyable. I don't want to miss out on anything. I want it all. Yep. Comfort. I want to be. A, I want to feel attraction. I want to feel connection, and I want to have orgasms. Like that is all about enjoyment, mm -hmm. and that makes sense because sex is actually one hundred. Okay. It's also for procreation. We all get that. But beyond that, which isn't a huge use of it, it is for our pleasure. And so right. sevens nailed it. Like yeah. they've got, not that they're, I should, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to say their preferences are the right way, but no. their view of like, this is supposed to be good for right. our pleasure. It's something we can learn from can as learn from. other numbers. Yep. Just like we can learn from other numbers. But Exactly. This seems to be a hard thing for a lot of people is how do we have fun, especially mm. in sex. Sex is so it's so serious. It's so intimate. So we have to be formal. It has to be this. It has to be so structured. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, it can be fun. It can mm -hmm. be exciting. It can be adventurous. Really, really enjoyable for both parties, which yeah. there's a lot there, mm -hmm. which we should probably talk about at some point. Right. <laughs> but that is the the beauty the seven brings in like wait a minute guys hold up let's get back to the basics this is supposed to feel good yeah and be enjoyable for everybody involved yep so a seven they let's say they go to five in health i think one in stress um so that may look like if they're stressed they may mm. be the people that are they may see very right and wrong ways of having sex mm. they may become more rigid. Be more rigid and black and white in their their approach and be more right and wrong yeah um this this is how sex is supposed to be this is how sex isn't supposed to be and and that may hinder them from the truly enjoying sex from the the essence of their their core number right the number of saying this yeah. is supposed to be enjoyable that could push them to more missing out on that fun and adventurous side of of sex yeah and becoming rigid mm-hmm so sixes, which we learned so much about from Katie. We did. She just blew six out of the, what is that saying? Out of water. Out of the water? It could be. Ballpark. That's one of them. Hit it out of the ballpark. Blew it out of the water. <laughs> is that right? So have you guys noticed? Yes, I already the, told them. What she mentioned, like I think in our first episode, that she struggles with idioms. It happens every episode. I think every episode, somewhere you get caught up. So. Uh, Katie blew six is the number out of the water. It was so blew insightful. Blew it out of the ballpark. I like to combine them. That's the best. So sixes, um, what came up as on more of the majority side for sixes was they prefer to lead. They also prefer to converse during times of sexual activity with their partners. They, whenever, right? Whenever, what is it wherever, whenever? Yeah. And it's funny lots of both answers. So Katie told us um, in the last episode that sixes are just a well of contradictions <laughs> within themselves even. So I, we kind of chuckled about that because there was multiple 50-50s on the survey with the answers. So, you know, sixes may, some sixes may like spontaneity, some sixes may like predictability. And we didn't have a whole lot of information here, but it was interesting to us, like if with more information, I wonder... If there is that, if it, if it starts playing out that way, mm -hmm. and we'll see less like patterns because sixes have so much contradiction within themselves mm -hmm. and throughout the six community. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some of the comments that they had written in was how important it is for them to feel loved by their partner and to have felt safety, not just physical safety that the room's safe and comfortable, but that they feel safe with their partner physically connection being really important. And this was really neat that didn't come up in other ones, but self love being able to love themselves and go into connection 
with that confidence and love of self, which I think is really, really neat. Yeah, sounds like a pretty healthy sex. It does. If a sex can get to that point of Mm self-love and not driven by that anxiety Mm -hmm. and that um, catastrophizing. Yeah. But can it was able to be present. Mm -hmm. Like self-love sounds like the idea of being present. It does. So fully uh, in tune with yourself Mm -hmm. and compassionate and kind to yourself that you can actually then extend that to your partner. And that's also a six goes to nine in health. Mm. So having self-love is where a healthy nine comes out and says, I have a voice. Mm. I have a, a need. I have my presence and existence matters. Yes. And I must love myself by expressing that. Amazing. Do you think uh, what could catastrophizing a six... Not a very healthy six, not necessarily going to their unhealth number, but mm-hmm. a six who's struggling. What could that look like in sex? Would you, if you could speculate? So this is all speculation again, mm-hmm. but I think maybe a six getting stuck in their unhealthiness or insecurity in a sexual relationship could be just them getting stuck in their head. Yeah. Um, catastrophizing it, um, but also getting stuck in what could go wrong and not being able to move forward in that relationship or in those experiences until they figure out or have all the information to problem solve all the possible speed bumps that they may face. Mm -hmm. And so they get paralyzed in their options or negative options. Mm -hmm. And so they're just stuck there figuring out what to do, how to move forward while missing out Mm. on the experiences. Yes. Just really getting stuck and paralyzed in and what could happen. Yeah. And, and that, that leads to an inaction, a right. lack of pursuit maybe. And it's not because they don't love their partner. Right. It's because they're so stuck with that inner committee Katie was talking yeah. about in their head. And of, that is very overwhelming. You should approach them this way, this way, this way. Or you should say this, this, and this. Or you should do this, this, and this. Mm. And with all those options, what is the right one? Mm. Just sounds, being stuck. Sounds like a lot. I mean, that sounds overwhelming. It sounds anxious provoking. <laughs> anxiety provoking. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's good to have compassion for, for all of our numbers and, yeah. and the things that could hold us back. And it doesn't that we don't want, it's not that we don't want a beautiful sex life. It's right. challenging, challenging being human and yeah. being in our numbers. <laughs> right. So next we're going to look at five. This one is another one where it came out pretty clear, yeah. like the seven. So they preferred more comfortable versus adventurous uh who needs words (laughs) strong location preference wanting to follow try all positions engage intellectually and fun and goofy that one was a surprise So that was a surprise that last guy down there funny goofy and then some of the responses were trust comfort with partner mutual satisfaction privacy spiritual connection and slow and steady and so Mm -hmm. a, a five Katie was saying there's an internal battery. Mm-hmm. And they're always aware of mm-hmm. the capacity. Yep. So these, some of these were just made us think, like slow and steady. Okay, they don't want to be uh, pushed to a lack of capacity. Mm-hmm. They want to have that measured, uh, stable, consistent, emotional output. output. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also want all of the information, mm. all of the experiences, because they want to know, they want to be prepared mm-hmm for whatever situation they have. Yeah. So we're just thinking, okay, maybe trial positions was coming out there. Mm. Yeah. They're very intellectual with how they think through things. And it would make sense that that would be like, well, yeah, we need to know what what we like, what we prefer. So we need to experiment almost in a scientific manner. (laughs) Very scientific, even with your partner. Okay. What what do they want? What do they like? Let's try it. Let's figure it out. And then make a spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) Cartoon stick figures. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Again, we don't know exactly what people were thinking when they were, were saying this, but they, we could see it playing out this way mm-hmm. needing information. Yeah. Uh, who needs words? They're very internal processors mm-hmm. in general in life. They proce- process internally, come up with a solution, come up with actions, and then they share it with people. Mm-hmm. And so, which is can be difficult within sex of them wanting to process what's going on and the partner's like, what's going on? Mm. Whether it's within sex or just within that whole conversation, Mm -hmm. it can be, it it could be very isolating Mm -hmm. and feeling like their partner just doesn't have the information to to connect with them. 
Yeah. What does my five spouse want? I don't know. They don't share it with me, but they're processing it. They're talking, they're gaining that information and yeah. they don't share it until they have all the information. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage fives to be aware of that and be intentional to share that journey and that process. Yeah. Because like Katie shared uh, on the overview, fives tend to have received the message that their needs don't matter. And that may contribute to why they're also withdrawn, like the nine. Fives are uh, in a withdrawn stance in the Enneagram. So learning what your needs are by doing that internal processing sounds important. And then knowing those needs are just as important as your spouse's needs and presenting that information to them so that they can meet them. Right. So that you can have a mutually satisfying, safe, comfortable experience. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So four, we are working our way down. Four is our next one. And four is also interesting. Mm -hmm. They desired passion. Uh, They wanted to talk during sex. They also wanted to try all positions. They wanted to lead and they wanted spontaneity. The leading was interesting to us, but uh, a four goes a one in health so we were thinking maybe that's where the leading part comes from, mm. that they want to take that that leadership and that sh- strong um, position. Their responses valued intimate vulnerability, body being completely accepted and loved, being pursued, an emotional connection and relationship. Mm. And a one gets the message, I have four gets a message that there's something flawed about them, mm. that there's just, they're, they're pursuing that fullness and acceptance, but there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. And so to hear those responses of, I want to be accepted. I want to be affirmed. I want Mm -hmm. the message that I'm okay Mm -hmm. because my message is there's something innately broken in me. Mm -hmm. And for my partner to tell me that that's not true or affirm my value is really Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Especially in such an area of, profoundly deep connection like this isn't just working on a work project with someone this is this is like your soul being exposed your your humanness your essence being laid out with your partner Mm -hmm. Um, i can imagine for for an unsafe sex relation sexual relationship would be really daunting yeah and so maybe there's even hesitancy sexually because of that, but as a four can grow deeper connection and more safety with their partner, I can see them blossoming and really opening up to the fullness of being able to express. Fours are so expressive and they're so emotionally alive. And I feel like if you get that safe, if you get a key to that deep room, that inner room with a four and get into that safe place with them, I can imagine a four can really come alive so much um, once they feel like they're they're safe to be vulnerable yeah and fours are very like you were saying expressive emotionally expressive creative passionate they desire inspiration Mm -hmm. and so like one of them was spontaneity Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like very four-ish to be spontaneous but But we were wondering like maybe it's they're looking for that inspiration Mm. that Whenever I'm inspired, whenever mm-hmm. I'm passionate, whatever I, I'm feeling that deep emotion, I want to be able to express it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hold it to later. Mm-hmm. That spontaneity is maybe that is behind that spontaneity. Yeah. Of, of which, or, which I can see coming out in other parts of their life too. Yeah. Through, through exactly. art, through music, through dance, through any type of crafting they're doing. Whenever they're inspired, they want to, they want to draw, they want to paint, they want to dance. Be in the moment then. Like this is, this is what I'm feeling. I need to express it. Yeah. Which I really, I really admire about a four. They're just so uh, alive to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be important to know Mm -hmm. for a partner of a four Mm -hmm. and trying all, all positions, like that information of what, inspires me mm-hmm. what brings out that passion mm-hmm. uh, what makes me feel alive alive because that's like another thing that there's that melancholy and alive mm-hmm. there's like the extremes mm-hmm. and also 
maybe that's spontaneity. When I feel alive, want yeah, to express it. Yeah, needs to come out. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty neat. So the next number is three. The three is the achiever. We haven't been saying the names of the of our yeah, numbers. Yeah. We should say that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so the achiever came out high on the majority of passion, spontaneity, serious, and anytime. Those were some clear ones on the assessment for threes, which for the most part made sense to us. Yeah. Um, and then they shared that trust is really important for them. Setting apart stressors. This felt very uniquely three in the assessment being able to compartmentalize the stressors so that they're able to engage, which makes sense because threes are such driven people. They probably have a lot in their mind (laughs) at any given time, I would imagine. Openness with their desires, um, being able to be open and their spouses being able to be open, pleasing their partners. So it's very important for threes to I think performance also has a negative word, kind of like control, because yeah. performance can feel inauthentic. Right. But it can also be, I want to do well because I care about you. Exactly. I want to do. I want to do, do my best. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna, <laughs> and like work, I want to be give out a good product. Mm, it's and, true. And sex. Give out a good sexual product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is admirable. It, it really is. It's yeah, threes loving. Achie- they're achievers. They yep. want to do their best. Yep. And they also, which is a sign, I think, of a healthy three, is they want mutual pleasure. They want it to be a mutually enjoyable experience for both them and their partners. And as we were reading through those responses, it was fascinating that un- uniquely to them, their responses were almost written as a checklist. They really were. It was like this, then that, and that, and that. It was like very checklist-like. That was just fascinating. It, it was. It was surprising. All of them that Go responded, that. It was. they were all writ their, wrote their statements and their comments in a checklist. Yep. <laughs> so that was interesting. Yes, very task-oriented. Yeah, and I think that's setting apart their stressors they are task oriented. And so if I have a bunch of things on my task list, yeah, then I can't put that aside and focus on the sexual experience. Right. I have to separate those things. So I either have to be very productive or I have to have permission to put that checklist aside. Yeah. Which is a way to love your spouse. Cause I imagine it would be really painful as a spouse of a three and you realize I'm literally just a check on their to-do list. Right. Okay. They, they got that done. <laughs> <laughs> now they're moving on to their next task. Um, feels a bit cold right. and robotic. And so it's really healthy for threes to realize I am so driven, but my sexual relationship is important to right. me. It is a priority. It is not just a checklist. Right. And you are not just a checklist. So else. I have to separate those and mentally acknowledging that that's a struggle for me. Mm, yeah. In order to engage as more than just a checklist or something to complete, I have to separate my stressors and my to-do list. And I think that'd be really important for the spouse of a three to be intentional that that's going to be a part of it. And that Threes, I would imagine, probably need some space to transition mm. from duty, from um, events, from responsibilities and roles into to pleasure. a pleasurable yeah. uh, experience. Yeah. What do they say? Like, don't combine work. What is, uh, oh, boy. Combine work with pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> like, just that idea of their, the, their separateness there. But they are they work so much of their day, their yeah. life, even if it's not at a desk. Like, they are so driven by their tasks, which is amazing. They're, they're powerhouses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's such a good point. Being able to transition into, okay, now I'm just being a human. Mm-hmm. I'm not accomplishing. I'm enjoying. I am engaging and I'm connecting in a way that I don't do with anyone else. I yeah. do with just you. This is our special place. Yeah. Um, and I don't share this with the rest of the world like I do with all the other things I do because I'm an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. So two is the next one, and two is the helper. Thank you. You're welcome. I remember that time. (laughs) So you want to go through the two for us? Yeah. So twos came up strong on passion being important to them, building up the sexual experience, having a position preference, comfort being important, 
predictability being valued and twos being driven by their emotions. We felt like those all really fit with uh, a two. And then they shared some things that mean a lot to them in sex, connection, gentleness, cuddling, respecting preferences, safety, excitement, and communication. And when we saw that, we just thought like, wow, that's such a nurturing environment that twos desire in their sex life to have this nurturing space for pleasure and goodness and to be shared. And what a desire. It is such a two desire. <laughs> Twos is love having that safe, nurturing environment in mm. all aspects. Mm -hmm. And as they were, they were reading through those statements, like, again, they just really want a nurturing environment for them and their, their partner. Yeah. It's really amazing. And to see the health of the twos doing this survey to realize like the things that they preferred, again, twos, you know, there's a lot of overlap with needs not being seen, needs not being valued, blah, 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 as as children and, and the misses that we have growing right. up. But for twos, twos always care for the, the emotional and physical needs of those around them. They're acutely aware of what people need around them. It's like a superpower. Yeah. Um, but in that, like we've shared in the last, in the review, was they get missed. Their needs get put on the back shelf, as Tessa's poem said. And- Tessa's our daughter. Uh, sorry, last, <laughs> I'm referring. I'm gonna make sure y'all go back and listen. Don't think you know everything about the Enneagram, go back and listen to that review with Katie, uh, the Enneagram coach. She did phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's amazing to see people putting the things that matter to them, to have safety, to have connection and gentleness, also to have excitement and really good communication. Two's knowing you don't want to engage sexually with someone who doesn't feel like their needs matter. Right. You just, that's never going to be. An enjoyable experience. No. It's so deeply intended to be mutually, I think we've said that a lot, mutually satisfying that if a two just surrenders all their needs and wants and just comes and, and, and loves you, I'm sure that happens in a lot of marriages, but that is not the intention. Right. And they're giving a part of their heart uh, away and, and killing yeah, the twos, other part. Twos will serve to the detriment of themselves to the detriment of themselves exactly and, and sacrifice all their needs so if that transfers into their sexual life then it, it can look very service and it's very loving mm. but it's not it's mm. forgetting that they are valued and have needs mm. they don't have that boundary of advocating for themselves and having a voice that's right that becomes a two also we become bitter after serving and not being affirmed, mm -hmm. which shows you that like there's some need there. Yeah. It's there's something good. And then there's a need to be reciprocated. Mm -hmm. And so n nobody is intended to just serve no one and within sex, even more so because yeah. it's such an intimate experience to not have your needs met and to only focus on somebody else's needs is the abandonment of what sex is intended for. It is. And it's self-abandonment. Right. For the two. Absolutely. Yep. It's so true. So the healthy, so what is that? Just recap. What does the healthy two look like uh, engaging in sex? That superpower of knowing and serving their partner, but not to the detriment of their needs. Mm. Uh, they're serving, but also reminding them, but also verbalizing their needs. Yep. Also having boundaries that maybe I don't want to have sex right now. Mm -hmm. Like I know you want to, but I need, I, I was just at work or I was just with the kids or whatever it was. I have boundaries and mm -hmm. I have needs as well. Yep. And, and then, I need to separate that. Like we said with a three, they need to be separated from their events. A three may be able to verbalize that. Mm -hmm. Whereas a two may be naturally not able to verbalize that. Mm -hmm. And so a two needs to be able to say, I, have boundaries now is not good yeah or, this won't this won't feel loving to me right, right now and i i don't want to do it yep and that needs to be honored and respected and you know it, it makes me think of something else too like with our distorted sexual culture and like oh uh, this sounds amazing to just have someone just serving all my needs and i'm getting whatever i want and they don't care that may sound like a fantasy to some people and in, in 
the distorted sexual culture that like maybe looks appealing, but how much more sexually gratifying when someone else is actually enjoying what you're doing. Right. <laughs> like that's that's where the sexual energy comes when you're not just pleasuring yourself at the expense of someone's body and soul, but you're actually able to see your spouse enjoying what you're doing with them. Mm -hmm. That's like half the pleasure, right? right? Yeah. We talk about that all the time, like how much better that makes sexual relations. And so the two who maybe is listening to this and thinking, well, this is this is just being uh, self-sacrificing. This is being loving. Right. Uh, maybe they're they're actually holding back, not letting your true self come out and, and show up in your true needs. You're holding back from your partner gaining pleasure from pleasuring you. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. And it may say that's selfish for me to ask my needs. Right. No, that's human. Right. Like all the responses were like connection, gentleness, cuddling. Um, safety, like respecting preferences, those are the things that a two needs to say. Mm, yes. We don't just jump into sex. Yeah, um, built up. It builds up. So that'll be that transition period of cuddling, foreplay, building up, and to the sexual experience, not just jumping in. Yeah. So knowing that that's what a two needs, the spouse of a two is someone that just wants to jump in. The loving thing is knowing mm. that they need to build up. Yeah. And yep. meeting them there and respecting their boundaries and their, their needs and desires. Yes, so good. Which would apply to every single number too. Absolutely. So there's a lot of crossover we can learn from from all these numbers, like Luke said. Our last number is number one, the reformer. We really like that name. The, the, the one said, this one was a little bit surprising. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to share it. One said, anytime, anywhere, see if you notice any trend here. Adventurous. Jump in whenever, try all the positions, and fun and goofy. What other number does that sound like uh, if you've listened to all the other numbers? It doesn't sound like a one. It does not sound like a typical one. However, a one goes to seven in health. Yep, they and do. That sounds, and it was almost like the identical to a seven's responses. Yep. So fascinating. Adventurous. Anytime, anywhere. Jump in. Try all the positions. Fun and goofy. What? 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 <laughs> you know what one or our one? You're like, that's not one. Right. But the ones, at least that, that answered the survey, seem to be in a place of health if they're leaning that far into their seven when they're, a, when they're enjoying sex with their partner. Yeah. So that's kind of what it looks like in that. I would say when us one goes into safety and comfort of sex. Yes. And then they respond with like trust, communication, joy, connection through through the day, hygiene, and often like that those like a one. Those are all sound more like ones. It's very concrete, very joy. Um, factual. Joy was not joy was more. Joy was more yeah. More I emotional. Love it. I love it. So good. But it was very it was surprising, but really reminding us that first of all, like it's hard to nail down a number. Yeah. Uh, and, but two, how it can be expressed mm -hmm. in different environments and different yeah. situations. Totally. And honestly, you know, one may not be a, a core one, not having that number to lean into in health may not be super conducive to sex. Right. Like ones, uh, especially as we ones lean to not health, mm -hmm. they tend to be pretty rigid, which mm -hmm. is a, challenging thing to incorporate sexually rigidity right. sex is not conducive to rigidity and they can see that very right wrong like sex right. is right in this situation wrong in this situation should look like this shouldn't look like this should be this shouldn't right. be and it can be very Which, um, harmful yeah and for any other number that they're engaging with like they might not resonate with that at all and feel yeah. feel hindered in, like if in their one's married to a seven a seven wants adventure the one's like no that's Adventure is not sex. Mm. Uh, fun is not sex. Fun is uh, sex is serious and intimate. Mm -hmm. Then that may be a conflict. Yeah. Uh, so that may be what, what um, one may look like when you're stressed or unhealthy is mm -hmm. very rigid and concrete. And it also one may look healthy when one is more healthy. It may look like let's make this better. Let's, make let's this, fix yeah. this. Okay, we're not having enough orgasms. We're not having it often enough. Absolutely. We're not blah blah blah. Let's make this system work better. The so one is a as the improver. Yep. They want they see something that is 
uh, not working well and say, let's make this work better. Let's be more efficient. Let's be more fun and enjoyable. And so they, they're willing to have those conversations mm -hmm. and see where things aren't working. They have that gift. Their gift is seeing where things aren't working well and knowing the steps that they need to take to improve the relationship, the experience um, outside of it. Maybe it's business, but they just have that innate gift to improve. Mm. So such a gift. It is. Yep. It really is. So that is all the numbers. And I just want to say there are so many other variables that so go into these things, your gender, your age, the health issues you may have, the mental health struggles you may have, the, the stage in life you're at with stage. kids, pregnancy, breastfeeding, whatever, your wing, your subtype. Like this is, this could be like a, a hundred page thesis. <laughs> it really could. So we are just truly scratching the surface. We hope that some of the trends, you know, more of trends and patterns are helpful yeah. versus like exact specifics. These are not prescriptive mm -hmm. things. We, this is really just a conversation to get yeah. you thinking of what, how is my personality, my stress, my story influencing my relationship with my partner? Yep. And it was really fun to think about and it talk was. about. It was. I think it was like good to explore and kind of flesh out a bit. It, it was fun to do. I enjoyed it. I so enjoy. Thanks, babe. Podcasting with you. It was fun. Yeah. Great job. Did I mention it was fun? It was so fun. So we hope that this information encourages you, inspires you, and just gives you another uh, level of self-awareness for you to improve your relationships because you're worth it. As many of you know, Luke and I live in Thailand where we work here as volunteers. The Fail to Flourish podcast is done in addition to our normal job roles here. If you have been encouraged by the content that we've produced, we would love you to consider a small monthly donation to the podcast so we can continue making the time and um, content that people are really enjoying and it's been an encouragement and blessing to so many. All you have to do is click on the link in the episode description and it's really easy to give there. Thank you so much for considering. While it is a joy to provide our podcast content as a source of life enrichment, please note that information shared is not intended to replace or contradict any professional therapy or medical advice.